OpenAI has just announced that they are launching their GPT store. This is amazing. I've been on there all day checking it out. Uh, super, super excited. This is something they announced a couple months ago and it's finally live. We finally have it a week ago. They announced it was coming. So we've known this, is, this isn't necessarily a surprise, but it is really exciting to see this thing finally come to fruition. I know Connor has been digging deep. He's been hitting up all of his contacts at OpenAI for the latest uh, insider scoop. So Connor, give us, give us the insider scoop and give us your, your thoughts on this whole thing. Jaden, how psyched are we for this GPT store? So here's the thing that like what kind of blows me away first, just at the very highest level is that OpenAI is like, they just never announce anything. I mean, they said that it's coming next week, okay? But then all of a sudden, like, you know, you're just like walking your dog or whatever. It's like, GPT store has announced and everybody like runs to LinkedIn or nerds like us, I guess, run to LinkedIn. But it looks actually uh, and, and functions even better than I thought. I, I'll be honest, I was a little worried about it because, uh, you know, while I respect the minimalist look of OpenAI, I just wasn't sure. I was kind of expecting, uh, you know, Apple to, you know, do this way better. I'm like, oh, come on, guys, because I love OpenAI, obviously. Uh, but I'll tell you what. It looks amazing. So Sam Altman tweeted about it, uh, said immediately, like, you know, they're going to kind of give everybody a few to kick off with. And if you've seen, you know, the GPTs before there was a store, it already gave you like a bunch, right? It gave you sort of like the negotiator and uh, adult coloring book one and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But now it's giving you ones that are, um, you know, cooperating with other enterprises. And, and Jaden, I'm very curious to hear like how you see that. But I think off the top of my head, it was like an all trails one, like, you know, customized trails and Canva one, which, you know, we adore Canva as you, uh, as you know, another one, I think it's called Consensus, which allows you to search academic papers and, and uh, Khan Academy, I think code, I don't have it in front of me, but it gave you kind of like five to kick off. But also it gave you a really simple instruction, just like, hey, here's a two-step process by which you upload it. So I was uh, talking with a guy over at McKinsey. I know Kevin Bueller, who uh, talked about, like he made like, you know, a Shakespeare one and he's like, yeah, mine is still at the top. You know, he's like, I don't know how long that'll last. But this is like really fun early days. And the fact is there's already 3 million going already. And it's just, I don't know, it looks great for a couple of re different reasons. And I wanna kind of go into the interface, but uh, you know, it sort of like first breaks it down by you know, productivity or whatever, but then you, there's also a search bar on there too. So I think the interface is fantastic. You've been looking at it today. What have you seen? Yeah. So the big thing, like you mentioned with the search bar, I think it's, this is like maybe their, their reason to not have this go the, the way of the plug, the GPT plugins that came out earlier this year that just weren't very usable because there wasn't a way to really search for them. Now you have a search bar. Now you have a marketplace page. You have categories you can search through. Um, I did notice, you know, like when they have like some categories, so let's say like lifestyle, you go there, they highlight six, you can cl click see more. It, they don't really take you to a page full of lifestyle, uh, apps right now. Now it's just like, they'll show you like 12 and that's kind of the max. I guess you have to search and try to find them. So I will say it's a little bit, still a little bit hard to find things, but like a million times better with them with the plugins. And you are getting some interesting kind of featured ones out there that are kind of interesting to, uh, to use and to see. So I'm really excited um, with where this goes. I've been playing around with building apps. I've been playing around with all of these kind of pre-made apps um, that are on there. Now, what I will say for people that are maybe testing these out um, right now some of these apps, like, okay, you mentioned Canva. We love Canva. I use Canva for literally everything. Um, got the premium Canva premium. So like, you know, I'm all on board with Canva. I did try the Canva one and I specifically asked them like, Hey, I want you to make me a pitch deck. Cause I know they have like pitch deck templates on Canva for this like project I'm doing. It has like all these things, blah, 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 blah. 
what I noticed is when I opened up the Canva one, there was like a little blurb at the top where it's like, use Canva to create graphics and designs and logos and pitch decks. And so I think that's why I went with the pitch deck one. It then generated me like uh, a graphic and then a slide of a pitch deck and then a logo. <laughs> and so like I asked it for a, a pitch deck and it gave me like three different random graphics. Now I'll tell you what's cool. The graphics were about what I was talking about. The text was what I was about, what I was talking about. And there's a link you can click on that opens it up to Canva where it's like an editable file and template. The text is editable, the image. So it's like, that's like very, very cool. But I just think don't be like put off if these things aren't perfect yet. Like they're going to get better. Um, obviously, I think this is like brand new early days. It reminds me like when Apple first came out, there's a handful of apps on there. There was a calculator, there was YouTube, there's the weather app, there's a handful of apps. And they've all come like a very, very long way since then. I think we're going to see the same thing here. So while a lot of these apps that I've been testing now aren't like, leaps and bounds uh and doing any crazy functionality like i've even figured out like crazy functionality out of OpenAI tools and i'm just not getting them out of necessarily these apps right now but i think the concept's amazing and we have room to grow and improve yeah no i totally agree and it's i mean tons of thoughts on this first of all so you know i i found the same thing like i tested out a couple and they were they were okay but they didn't work well the thing is about gpts i think this is what's gonna be so interesting about the gpt store is that the best GPTs are probably the ones you make yourself. And the, the truth is that these are unbelievably easy to make. Again, at Dev Day, Sam Altman made one on stage, uh, you know, a, a entrepreneur helper or whatever, uh, uploaded his speeches, things like that. That's the really powerful thing about GPTs is that you can upload your own documents. So it has just, you know, uh, retrieval, uh, retrieval augmented gener uh, uh, generation. So like, which is just way more reliable and everything else. So it, it, you know, focuses with a custom prompt, but also focuses on documents, which is absolutely amazing. So, so I think the GPTs you're going to make yourself are amazing. So don't, you know, don't sleep on, you know, creating your own. Don't think you have to go to the app store and find the right one that does it. Like if you know what you want and you know the source of like where you want to pull this from, that is going to be probably the best GPT you can make. That being said, it's so different from the app store in that the app store, you had to have you know, coding uh, knowledge in order to make an app. Like, I, I, Jaden, how many people in your life, friends are like, oh, you know, there should be an app where blah, blah, blahs and blah, blah, blahs, you know? And you're like, great, man, go code there. Like, I don't, I don't code. Do you know what I'm saying? Like with this, it is yeah. utterly, utterly user-friendly. Like you, it requires no skill whatsoever. So that's what's interesting on that. One other thing I'll just uh, say on this, um, and I obviously have a ton to say on it, but I was just also looking and, you know, uh, I think it's Andrew Huberman, like the, uh, Stanford, you know, neuroscience guy. And he has, you know, 50 billion, uh, followers on the podcast, all that kind of stuff. One of the top ones in lifestyle, cause I was skimming through those and I can't remember if I, I don't think I searched for, it. I think it was just up there and it was like, you know, uh, Huberman GPT or something. I might have that wrong, but it's that kind of thing, right? It was like, Hey, you know, ask, uh, Huberman, any questions as if you're talking to Huberman, which who wouldn't love that, right? So, and obviously, you know, there's just tons of information, his podcast transcripts, everything up there, which is incredible. Now, here's the thing. It's not made by Andrew Huberman. So I went on there because it said, you know, kind of the owner was somebody different, but I'm like, well, just maybe I'm like, hey, were you created by Andrew Huberman? It's like, no, I just kind of upload that. So Jaden, that's one of my big questions is how are they going to manage this when somebody uploads, you know, takes a super famous person like, hey, the Jeff Bezos GPT. And what if, for instance, Jeff Bezos or Andrew Huberman or something like that wants to create their own? Any thoughts on how they're going to navigate that? I don't think 
that issue in particular, I don't, I will 100% arise. And I don't think it's too different than the fact that when you go to the app store and you search for chat GPT, there's like 10 different AI chat apps <laughs> that are all have been there before chat GPT. You know what I mean? It's going to be the same issue. Like if you want to create the GPT of you, you probably should go make it now. If you want to go register the domain name, that's your name, you probably should go get it now. You know what I mean? So I think there's definitely a real estate land grab in that regard, but I don't think that's anything. It's not like a new thing. Now, what I will say that's interesting about that is a number of months ago, I interviewed the CEO of personal.ai on the AI chat podcast. And it's kind of, I would be curious to follow up meeting with them and, and seeing how things are going for them, because that's essentially what their business was. You upload all these documents about yourself, all of this kind of content, and you build this personal AI where people can chat with you via your content and your documents. Now, what I will say is, so now you can do that as a GPT. And I think I'd be curious. I think there's a lot of startups that have, uh, that have to add a lot of additional features or maybe do some pivots to stay relevant in light of a lot of like, the things that OpenAI is doing, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I actually think that's great. We're all like progressing and evolving and there's a lot of innovation. And I say the faster, the better, right? Um, but what I will say is you the the only downside to some of those like let's say the Huberman one is they're going to be grabbing any publicly available Huberman like podcasts and stuff and if Huberman makes one he can use this like custom content that only he has his own data his own like journal entries or something for example I mean I don't know if he's going to actually do that right but like you could theoretically have content that no one else has access to so you could create a higher quality one but just because you create something higher quality as we know in business and marketing doesn't necessarily mean it's going to rank number one. So someone with something lower quality could. And I think the bigger problem that we'll come into isn't necessarily that like someone's making the Huberman GPT and it's not Huberman. I think the bigger problem is like that person's monetizing the Huberman GPT. Yeah. And like, can you do that? Because how is that any different than generating art by using an artist's name? And, you know, everyone's up in arms about that. But Jaden, that's exactly the point, right? I mean, like, it's one thing if you just say like, hey, this is for entertainment purposes only. OpenAI is going to be paying people. And so, and here's your, your land grab point is dead on, right? I mean, like, even sort of, you know, my buddy who's, you know, created the, the Shakespeare one or whatever, you know, if people are looking for that, it's just going to get more and more and more. It's going to get harder and harder for others to catch up because I don't know if you are going to be able to stamp them as, hey, this is the official Canva, no, Canva is up there early, but like, hey, this is the official Uberman, like real Uberman dot whatever, like, you know, with a, the old school blue check mark or something like that. The, it's the monetizing that I'm really, really curious. So I'm curious to sort of see how OpenAI uh, deals with that. The other thing I'll just say, kind of like from the AI applied standpoint of this, is that, you know, I, you know, I go out and I train a ton of companies and stuff like that. And I have this own kind of my own training method on this and my own training method, Jaden, as I've you know, talked about before, I used to just like train companies and individuals on the tool, but then I realized it's much more about how we interact with the tool, right? Like what the brain sees and why, and all that kind of stuff, which is why I loved when ChatGPT started putting up like the uh, conversation starters and things like that, even though I don't know who has ever used one of those conversation starters, it just gives you a sense. But what's so interesting to me about the GPT store with the, um, like, do you remember how Yahoo used to have like a billion categories on the homepage? And then we got Google and, Google and people like, but there's no thing. What do we type in? People like, well, whatever you want. And then that worked really well. OpenAI open and the GPT store is sort of threading that needle a little bit with by having the search bar and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of examples. But I think that the GPT store, it's cool and everything else, but I think it's actually maybe more than that. I think this actually may 
allow people to really start using ChatGPT instead of saying, but what do I use it for? And people are like, use it for anything, but like, but what? Like if they can now go on there and search and say, hey, I'm a gardener, I'm trying to garden. And you can go and find something like that. I'm just wondering if that's gonna help, like if the user interface itself is going to help people adopt to this technology at last. I think 100%, that might be one of the biggest takeaways I get here. I I don't really feel like from what I've used, we're like getting like really powerful apps on here, right? There's not really a lot of third-party software integrations and, and other things yet. We'll get there. I think they'll get better. But I think what it's immediately going to have a really positive effect on is like when I'm going through there, I'm I'm seeing there's like chat with your PDF. And now you could just do that on chat. You could just upload a PDF and ask it questions about it. But like having a specific app for it almost is like a call out, like, hey, you can do this thing. This feature does yeah. exist. Yeah. And so I think it's actually gonna have a really awesome like educational purpose where you're all of a sudden realizing all of the different things that ChatGPT can do. Then I think that there's a, a couple other use cases that are gonna be really valuable. Um, we talk about the fact that they've also launched the ability for you to have like teams so you can share these apps with, your, with uh, different people from your organization. And I think that that is gonna have a really awesome effect because Essentially, I know, Connor, you're building some really impressive stuff over at um, NYU Stern, where essentially you you upload like all your manuals and you have a GPT where everyone can use that. I think that is also going to be really powerful because there was no other really way to share like a, a packaged tool inside of Jet, inside of ChatGPT uh, without these. So I think, you know, discovering new use cases and kind of making these little prepackaged things that you can share out with people is going to be some of the the really powerful effects that we're going to start seeing from this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the the use cases, especially in work, especially in small teams, things like that, like again, at NYU, you know, we upload a, a user guide, uh, sorry, an admin, you know, kind of like welcome user guide, like 30 pages. And instead of like your new players and new teammates having to go to, you know, somebody else, you just have, you just give them the admin GPT and they're just using that. I just think that this is, it's cool and it's a neat little thing, but I also think that this may be the moment, Jaden, I really mean this, that changes everything. Do you know what I mean? Like that, just like sort of like where we start to pivot and we kind of like go on a new track. And I think this is going to like really shrink the uh, level of time or amount of time that it's going to take people kind of like more widely to adopt ChatGPT because as much as people have tried it, people aren't still really using it that well. Anyway, the GPT store, yep. it's out there now. Super exciting. Yep. So excited. Um, personally, I'm really excited, obviously, for people that have followed me. They know I'm building AI Box, which is a no-code AI app builder that essentially allows you to use thousands of AI models. Um, so, But I'm very excited with what OpenAI is doing because I feel like this is a great educational experience. People are learning how to build these tools, learning how these marketplaces work. Um, and I think this is going to be, we're going to probably see a number of these players. We have the OpenAI GPT store. We have Quora's Poe that's building a, a similar monetizable chatbot thing. We have AI box that I'm building. So there's going to be a number of these tools out there that have different features and functionality. I'm really excited though, because I think this is kind of, like you said, I think this is a shift where we're going from here is a chat interface to use to like, now we build tools and now we're, we're taking everyone and teaching everyone how to build tools. So super, super excited for that. Hey, Connor, this is a fascinating topic. I think there's going to be a lot of implications to the listener. Thank you so much for tuning in to the AI Applied Podcast. And if you appreciated this podcast, it would mean the world to us. If you could leave us a review, super easy, takes a couple seconds, but it helps our podcast reach new listeners. And that means the world to us. So if you could do that, that would be incredible. But I hope that you all have a fantastic rest of your day.